Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast, and I'm just checking in on you. How are you? How's your week going? What's up? I have one more week on the movie, and then we're wrapped. I cannot believe it. Um, Very excited. I am as excited as some of my listeners were upset that I didn't talk about the incident at the Oscars. It was funny. Somebody fucking wrote to me, was going like, I told you to do the fucking podcast to hear your reaction to the slap. Hollywood's made you soft. And I was like, so you turned into my podcast to listen about gossip? About an award, sh- award show, and I'm the fucking one that's soft. I'll be honest with you guys, uh, I'm still not going to talk about it because I'm still trying to figure out, you know, that shit brought up a lot of shit for me. <laughs> Beyond being a comedian. But, um, yeah, I will at some point. I just didn't want to be yet another person, you know, fucking typing in all capital letters, flipping the fuck out, screaming, yelling, and none of that's doing anything. For anybody. Uh, I actually sat down and had a long talk with my lovely wife last night about that shit took me fucking back. <laughs> took me fucking back. And uh, I got to say, the the way Chris handled that moment was fucking unbelievable. And the restraint that he showed because... He starts to go like, ooh, I could say, and he, and the fact that he didn't, because it was lobbed over the net at that point um, for the Daryl Dawkins break the backboard slam, but then who knows what happens after that, and I felt he chose the show in the event over, you know, pride and ego and all of that stuff. So, um, yeah, at some point, you know, I'll sort it out, but I don't know. Whatever. Jesus fucking Christ. I also love Quest, and I felt that the whole evening was taken away from everybody. So, you know, I don't know. Have you checked out Summer of Soul? <laughs> it's a positive thing to say. Anyway, um, uh, what, I don't know what the fuck to talk about. Let's talk March Madness, everybody. Nah, 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 nah. I don't know what the March Madness song is. All I know is it's... Uh, this shining moment when you win. We got in the final four. You got Villanova. Didn't they used to be in the Big East? Villanova, Kansas Jayhawks. One of my favorite college basketball programs. You got the North Carolina Tie Heels. And then you got to have probably the fan favorite if you love greatness. Coach K in his final year at, at, at Duke wrapping up one of the greatest basketball coaching careers of all time, 42 years at Duke. Um, and he gets a second chance at Carolina. Are you fucking kidding me? I don't know why people waste time watching soap operas and real housewife stuff. The level of fucking drama that is in sports and it's actually real, you know? It is now until the gambling gets out of control and then it all becomes fixed, like beyond fixed. Um, by the way, I think I'm onto something with that whole um, degenerate uh, part of every stadium they should have. 
You know what I mean? You know, like Amsterdam has their red light district. They should just have a red light district in every stadium. And you just keep adults who don't know how to behave and restrain themselves in that section away from the kids and the families and, you know, the old guys who like to keep score. Now, in that section, I'm not saying there's going to be hookers. I'm not saying there's not going to be. Okay? This is a blank slate. Um, I want you guys to weigh in here. I want to know what you want in the red light district of your ballpark. And because you're going to be able to go up there and be a complete degenerate, because you're going to be up there with all the class clowns and the summer school fucking kids, all the people that they don't allow to shout shit out of games anymore, they try to shut them down by playing loud shit on TV screens the second the action stops, which takes all the fucking personality of the neighborhood, of the city you're in, they've completely just gotten rid of it with these goddamn loud fucking TV screens every time the fucking whatever game you're watching stops. Um, you got to be in the upper deck. I think like upper deck, right, le- right field or left field. You're glassed in. It's tinted glass. No one can see what's going on in there. And I think inside, mine, you can gamble. You can drink, you can smoke. That's the biggest one for me, all right? You can smoke. There's different tiers of it, like the Four Floors of Whores in, um, the fuck was that place? Singapore. Four Floors of Whores was this place that they called. I'll never forget that. The The lady promoter invited me and my wife to go over. <laughs> we just like, ah, uh, no. Going to take a big uh, pass on that one. Um, although having said that, you know, if I wasn't married and I was with one of my knucklehead friends back in the day, I absolutely would have gone. I'm not saying I'm a better person. I'm just with a better person now. Um, yeah, I think there, there should be like a fucking section at the top. And I could actually put together a good argument for this. Okay, aside from the one that I already said about how, you know, People get to yell out of ball games again, right? It's a degenerate section. You don't participate in all of that shit that goes on on the big TV screen. You can't even hear it. What happens when there's a stoppage of play is every all the class clowns and all the fucking knuckleheads and the loudmouths, the drunks, the gamblers, and the smokers all talk about the game like we used to before all you other fucking assholes showed up and ruined the experience. Well, there was never gambling. Well, there was. Everybody ran down to the fucking payphone. At halftime. Um, no mascots. No t-shirts shot up there. Man, that'd be a fucking great idea. You know, they always have like vintage stuff. Buy like a minor league team. Nah, no one would let you do it. And they say, well, smoking's like bad for your health. It's like, and? You're not going to say we're overpopulated? We should just go back to viewing popu- the population is like, you know, just like the deer. It just needs to be, you know, it's just something that needs to be, uh, what, handled? Is that the fucking word? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm losing my concentration here because I'm hearing the garbage truck coming up the street, and that's my thing. I go right out there. Are you like me? Do you go right out there the second the garbage guy comes by? I go right out there. Right out there with the regular, right out there with the recycling, and right out there with the landscaping one. 
the black, the blue, and the green barrels. And here's the thing. Um, I know they all end up in the same pile, put on a barge and dumped in the middle of the ocean. That's not what I'm talking about. The biggest one you have to be there for is the black one. The regular, this isn't some progressive shit either. I mean the black trash barrel, all right? You got to be there for that one because that's the one that these fucking people throw their dog shit bags in, all right? People who have dogs, I used to have a dog. I remember the best day was trash day. All right. The other six days of the week, your dog takes a shit. You pick it up. You're walking around trying to find a fucking barrel you can put it in. And everybody's hiding their barrels because they don't want your dog's dog shit in their fucking barrel. Just sitting in the sun with the lid closed, stinking up your fucking barrel. So my big move is when that fucker comes up the street, I run right out there and I, t- I already got my, the black and the blue one in. This is the green one. This is all right. Although some hippie might walk by with their dog and be like, what, man? It's like compost. You know? Um, anyway, so who do you guys like in the final four? I like, um, I don't know, Carolina and Duke are always so evenly matched. I feel like because Carolina won the last time, um, I feel like Duke's going to get him. But I got to tell you, as a Carolina Tar Heel fan, you got to be thinking, how fucking great would it be if the last two times North Carolina played Duke, they fucking beat Duke both times and left that fucking stink, that bad taste in Coach K's mouth? Because, you know, they, they don't give a fuck. Carolina blue! Fuck state! Fuck Duke! You know they're saying that shit. And then on the other side, you got Kansas. Villanova, uh, I don't know shit about either team other than I love the Kansas Jayhawks, so I'm going to take Kansas. And then in the final championship game, if there's a Duke-Kansas final, I got to – I mean, that's tough because Kansas is my team. But I, I just have so much respect for Coach K. I got to root for Duke the rest of the way out. But I'm one of those weird guys because I didn't grow up down there in the Carolinas, down there in the Research Triangle, down there in uh, Tobacco Road. Um, I like Carolina and I like Duke. I like Carolina because I always liked their uniforms. And then when I was growing up, they had like Sam Perkins and uh, what's his face? James Worthy, Michael Jordan, J.R. Reed, Eric Montrose. I watched them all through all. They had, uh, uh, what's his face there? Vince Carter. They just had some incredible, incredible players. And um, I always like Duke also because I'm white as shit. And there's just something about Duke that just is white as shit. (laughs) I mean, that is a white fucking school. Um, Anyway, I just feel really comfortable on that campus. Um, Anyway, uh, I'm fucking with you guys. And then Kansas I always liked. I don't know why. I always liked that. Uh, I don't know. I just I always had like good teams. And, uh, you know, I have a lot of family in the Midwest and stuff. And I always loved the Midwest. You know, Bob's big boy. You know, the shakes had malt in them. You know, back when you would travel and shit was different instead of the same 10 fucking stores. I really enjoyed all of that. And uh, Villanova. Now, didn't Villanova, weren't they the ones that went with Rory Massimino or something like that? Didn't they win it in, like, 1995? 
Hang on a second. Villanova. Uh, was that them? 85. Championship roster. Yeah, that was it. I remember that. Yep. Who was their coach? Who was their coach? Raleigh. Raleigh Massimino. Um, and that was when Georgetown was trying to go back to back and they had that kid, Michael Graham. I remember him and Patrick Ewing. And St. John's had Chris Mullen. And Syracuse had Pearl Washington. We were just talking about the Big East was fucking amazing back then. And then Virginia had uh, Ralph Sampson. Houston had Akeem Olajuwon. I mean, it was just fucking, the 80s were fucking ridiculous. Carolina had Michael Jordan. Um, and Duke was yet to be a powerhouse. And then Kansas, what did they have? Did they have Sam Bowie or was he Kentucky? I can't remember. And then you had fucking Bobby Knight in Indiana. And I know that they won one like 87 or something like that. I think that the last, that was like the last one that they won, I believe. Um, which, by the way, Bobby Knight probably fell asleep while Will Smith was screaming. <laughs> He's probably sitting there going, what is this, the fucking Disney Channel? What am I supposed to do with this? This is boring as shit. Um, anyways, let's do a little bit of uh, reads here for the week. Uh, Bet MGM, it's tournament time. Riff about college hoop excitement. I just did. I just, all of that I was just riffing about leads us into BetMGM. Why just sit there and watch the game when maybe you could make a little bit of money? Uh, you know, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code BURR, B-U-R-R, and you'll get $200 free after placing your first $10 bet. If any team hits a three-pointer during the March matchup, uh, oh, if any team, wait. You get $200 free after placing your first $10 bet if any team hits a three-pointer during March matchups. Obviously, they're just giving you that money. Here's how it works. Number one, uno, uh, eins. Um, download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code BURR. Number two, de, dos, eins. I always never knew the German. Eins, eins, eins. Um, place your 10th. Your first ten dollar money line bet any March on any March Madness game number three trois uh, tres you you'll receive two hundred dollars in free bets immediately after placing your bet if any team hits a three pointer during March match matchups regardless of the outcome just make sure you use the bonus code Burr when you sign up visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions 21 plus years of age or older to wage Arizona Colorado DC Iowa Illinois Indiana Louisiana Maryland Michigan Mississippi New Jersey Nevada New York Pennsylvania Tennessee Virginia West Virginia or Wyoming new customer offer all promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirement rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit free bets expire in seven days from issuance excludes Michigan disassociated persons please gamble responsibly gambling problem for Arizona call Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, Virginia. Call 1-800-522-4700. Confidential Help in Michigan. 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Wyoming. 1-800-GAMBLER. Iowa. 1-800-BETS-OFF. New York. Call 877 8 
Hope New York or text Hope New York. Tennessee, call Redline 800-889-9789. Mississippi, 1-888-777-9696. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, Utah, and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada. Bowl and branch. Good luck with that, people, and bet responsibly. Don't be a moron. Have fun, okay? Don't end a marriage. <laughs> Bowl and branch. Uh, Bowl and branch sheets aren't just buttery, breathable, and impossibly comfortable. They get softer with every wash. Forget thread count. Bowl and branch gives you thread quality because it doesn't matter how many threads your sheets have if they aren't the best threads possible. Oh, there you go. That makes sense. Doesn't matter how many horses you got if them horses won't run. Uh, the signature hem sheets from Bowling Branch are considered a, uh, are a bestseller for a reason. Bowling Branch, I mean, it just sounds, doesn't that just sound comfortable? That sounds like a steakhouse, Bowling Branch. You know, that's, that is a good idea, steakhouse. You just lay in a bed with a high thread count and they just feed you fucking steak. You know, defibrillator right on the other side of the bedpost. Bowling Branch uses the highest quality threads on earth. I like how they clarified it with Earth, you know, as opposed to what? The rest of the solar system? They got something better on Uranus there. Uh, for a superior softness and a better night's sleep. Sheets made with threads so luxurious, uh, they're beloved by three U.S. presidents. <laughs> and uh, I like the way they feel against my balls. Uh, they feel buttery to the touch. Stop saying buttery. And are super breathable, so they're perfect for every season. Over 10,000 stellar reviews. Bowl and Branch signature sheets come in nine versatile colors in all sizes, from twin up to a California king. What is a California king? The way they eat out here. Some emaciated person, plant-based diet. You'll immediately feel the difference of their iconic signature sheets. They're 100% free from toxins, meaning no pesticides, formaldehyde, or other harsh chemicals. Bowl and branch sheets fit the deepest uh, of mattresses. The deepest of mat. Who sleeps on a deep mattress? What does deep mean? Smart? It's like a crevice going down the middle. Bowl and branch sheets fit the deepest of mattresses and are labeled with top and bottom tags. So making your bed is easier than ever. Isn't that nice? Finally, somebody decided to do that. Top and bottom. Uh, best of all, Bowlin Branch gives you a 30-night risk-free trial with free shipping and returns on all orders. Get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use promo code BURR at bowlandbranch.com. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com, promo code BURR. Oh, Bowland. So you're thinking Bowlin Branch, Bowl and. All right, Solo Stove. Hey, man, do you like to cook by yourself, man? No, Solo Stove, this is something different. Solo Stove, there's nothing quite like the feeling of gathering around a warm fire on a cool evening. And a smokeless fire pit from Solo Stove makes your outdoor movements even more memorable. Because instead of having to constantly dodge campfire fumes, you can sit back, relax, and actually enjoy the fire. And right now, you can get a great deal on a Solo Stove fire pit. Solo Stove fire pits are brilliantly engineered. Easy to light with a few, few, with a few bits of starter. Your fire is blazing in minutes. Perfectly portable. Take Solo Stove with you on camping trips and more. Shop now and get up to 30% off 
uh, fire pits all month long and use promo code Burr at checkout to get an extra $20 off, plus a lifetime warranty and free 30-day returns. Just go to Solo Stove, and remember, you get $20 off when you use promo code Burr. All right, there you go. And as always, old Freckles is running out of shit to talk about. Oh, another thing that happened to me last week was I fucking, I did the podcast before um, the goddamn Oscars happened and I went to upload it. And for some reason, my computer is not recognizing my interface, which is why I'm still doing this thing on my podcast. But I did a whole tribute to uh, Taylor Hawkins and I forgot to do it the second time around because that other shit happened. So I got to go back here. Um, yeah, rest in peace, Taylor Hawkins, man. Um, absolutely, absolutely shocking, shocking news. Uh, uh, man, I don't even know what to say. Just loved, the, loved his playing, his energy. Just seemed like the coolest guy ever. And what I loved about him was his influences. Like I thought, like... He wasn't the typical guy saying Bonham, Keith Moon, you know. He was into like Fleetwood Mac. He was into the Eagles. He was into Queen. Had the great singing voice and the stage presence and all that. Then I also thought he had like really cool uh, drum kits and stuff. Like I always liked every time the Foo Fighters would go out, I was always excited to see his kit. That is really one of the coolest things about... um, you know, being a fan of drums and drummers is, uh, I guess guitar players and bass players do it too, but I feel like a lot of guitar players play the same guitar and then they get known for that guitar. And same with like a lot of like bass players too. Like I know like like Duff McKagan, who I love, he's been playing that white bass with the skull and crossbone. He's been playing that fucking thing since I first saw them on MTV live at the Ritz in like 88 or something. Um. But I feel like drummers, every tour, they're like, all right, I need a new kit. I got to, okay, I got to outdo the last one or, uh, you know, I'm going to go like Vista Light this time. Um, Anyway, but I always thought Taylor Hawkins had really, really cool like drum kits. And um, I just love the way he played. And I, I always feel like a drummer that can also sing makes him like an even even better drummer as far as like I don't know just having that gift to also be able to sing I feel like you understand harmony and music at a at a deeper level and it affects the way you play drums in a good way as opposed to a tone deaf jackass like myself that can just sit down and apply his you know weak athletic background to the instrument you know what I mean I feel like that guy was like a fully formed musician and, um, yeah, man, what a fucking kick in the gut that is. So, all right, you know, what a bad week. <laughs> Just a fucking awful week. But uh, we got to end on a, a higher note here. Um, you know, I want to thank everybody that I've been doing the movie with. You know, Miramax, everybody on the, uh, everybody I'm acting with, all the producers, just everybody, the whole crew that's shooting the thing, the food trucks that we've had. We've had a fucking, at least I have anyways. I think everybody else is having a good time. I'm having a, just a fucking blast making this movie. And um, 
I'm getting down to the end here. And this is when you get nervous as a first time director, like how do I assemble this thing? And then I'm just thinking back, like every scene kind of, I felt was crushing. So I know I just have a bunch of good scenes. I just have to put this thing together. So I'm looking forward to, uh, to it. So we wrap on Tuesday and then I have 10 weeks to get my first cut to Miramax, which is, uh, is exciting to just kind of go through this whole process that I've never gone through before and um, put something together. But I'm actually really excited about the editing part of it because um, I learned so much working with Mike Price at F is for Family that um, I hated it at first. Now I actually really enjoy that process of like tightening each time, each pass, tightening it up a little bit more. And uh, we got some really cool music for the movie. Um, but I'm just going in there blind. Like I've never done this before, but you know, I got great people around me. I'm not an idiot. I put great people around me that are going to help me through the process. And, uh, I've already learned so much, like the amount of movies I've been in and I had no fucking idea. It took me like 10 movies to be in to just know, to be able to look for the sound card. I used to just walk up to people and I'm, I'd be like asking an electrician where the paint was. I just didn't know who to talk to about what. And uh, I think it was, I was so busy trying not to get fired. And now I understand, I can't say all of it, but I understand a lot more of it. Um, at least now I talk to the right people. <laughs> I ask the questions to the, uh, to the right people. So anyway... Um, enjoy the basketball this weekend. Uh, yeah. Try not to let your emotions get the best of you. <laughs> and if you do, just try to apologize in a sincere way. All right. Um, that is it. That is all. Crazy week, man. Shit is crazy, man. I'm going to try to do some stand-up tonight. I'm open with that. Whoa, what's up with the world, man? Shit is crazy. All right, that's it. Uh, enjoy the music. And there is a, um, a bonus episode of the Thursday afternoon just before Friday, Monday morning podcast, following the music uh, picked out by the always wonderful Andy Thumbless. All right, have a great weekend, you cunts. It's Bill Burr, and it's the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, March 31st, 2014. And uh, I know you're bitching. You're saying this is late. You're right. It is late. I'll give it to you this week. It is late. But that's only because I'm doing a very special episode of uh, the Monday Morning Podcast. Uh, I alluded in past episodes that uh, 
about this tour that was coming together with the guys that I go out on the road with, uh, Paul Verzi, Jason Lawhead, and Joe Bartnick, that possibly the three of them were going to come together like one of those superhero movies and do their own fucking tour. And they are, the all-in tour. And it starts tonight at, um, at Lago at uh, 7.30 tonight. And uh, right now, uh, Joe Bartnick isn't here yet, but... Uh, Paul, dude, I called it. Verzi is here, and uh, Jason Lawhead are both here. So I want to welcome both of you to the podcast. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks for having us here at your lovely uh, studio. Oh, thank it, you. This is uh, this is this amazing. is the All Things Comedy. It's late. Studio. It's late today. What is the podcast? You take. I, I noticed though. You take a wow. What am what? Am, <laughs> What's the matter? Am I being knighted. I sounded weird there for a second. I yeah, but like they a, can't hear it. Oh, okay. They can't um, hear it. You take a lot of flack for that shit. For like, if you're like an, a couple hours late, I notice like you'll post your thing and people will be like, "Way to go, Billy Red fucking Dick! Yeah. You're an asshole." It's what I, I I can't believe like, I'm like <laughs> yeah, but dude, it's a pocket. I know it's Monday morning. It's like two in the afternoon. It's fine, Jay, guys. Jay, Everybody, Jay, relax. it's the internet. Yeah, it's what people do. Everybody's in the bushes, so they can say whatever the fuck they want. I mean, just I don't read Twitter. It's hilarious. I don't think they're really genuinely mad. I think they just want to, like, you know. Yeah, for the most they part. Be nah, like, they want to get their little, sure. hey, I, I said this today. Oh, they you love know. doing that. They, yeah, like, yeah. They, people in general, they're not big on heckling during the show. But afterwards, <laughs> if you're standing out there whoring yourself out, that's when they, they'll come by and they'll be like, oh, you're not as tall as I thought you were going to be. They'll say <laughs> shit like that. And I always, I always just give them shit. I go, you know, you had 90 minutes to say that when I was like, yeah, yeah. you pussy. That's always good that. when that woman's standing there, too. Then yeah. they go home. They probably take it out on her, hate fucker or something. And I like to feel <laughs> that I had, a, I had something to do with that. But that's not why we're here today. No. We're here to uh, promote uh, your guys' your guys tour. And uh, do, you, do you have any of the dates here that I could actually do. Uh, start we reading? Do right okay, Look this is that. what we got. Tonight, tonight, it's already sold out. Um, we are going to go ahead and answer it. We're still waiting for Bartnick. Barnick said, yeah, answer it. Answer the answer phone. Um, all right. By the way, if you hear weird noises out of Jason Lawhead, he fucked his back up. So, uh, yeah, there you go. All right. So here, here we go. The All Things Comedy Tour starring Paul Verzi, Jason Lawhead, and Joe Bartnick is uh, tonight. It's at the uh, Largo in Los Angeles, which is already sold out. And Tuesday, April 1st, tomorrow night, if you're down in comedy-starved San Diego... A lot of comics never go down there. They're going to be at the Madhouse Comedy Club tomorrow, Tuesday, April 1st. Sunday, April 6th, they're going to be at Parlor Live in Bellevue, Washington. Yep. Monday, April 7th, they're at Helium Comedy Club in Portland, Oregon. Tuesday, April 8th, San Francisco, uh, they're going to be at the Punchline. Wednesday, April 9th, they're going to be at the Punchline. And Thursday, April 10th, the Punchline. So 8th, 9th, and 10th. 10th is in Sacramento. Oh, Sacramento, sorry. 8th and 9th in San Francisco and uh, 10th in Sacramento. There you go. There you go. And I'm excited because I've never been to Sacramento. I've never been anywhere in California. Oh, Jesus. What are we doing here? I've never been anywhere in California other than Long Beach and L.A. So I'm looking forward to San Diego tomorrow. See, this is fun for me because you, you're in California. I've been out to see you in New York at least a handful of times since we've been friends, but you've never been to California. All you know is... And all Versi does is shit on California. Yeah, I no. can't. Yeah. I said right today. Left. I Dude, said he got today. hammered when we were in this cigar bar in Calgary, and I was shitting on the Yankees or no, something. No, you were shitting on golf, I think. I was shitting on golf. I was like shitting bad. on golf. And then, because I, I was saying that... About playing it or, the, or following I, I, it? Like, where I, keep, where I put it as far as sports competition. 
Gotcha. And I put it in with bowling, pool, shuffleboard, uh, where, where it's one of those things. Uh, so he gets mad at me, and he starts going. He starts going like, you know what, Bill? He goes, I he goes, he goes burritos suck. <laughs> like he comes at me with the cuisine. He goes, all it is is beans and rice. And I go, yeah, Paul, that's all it is. No one ever thought to put anything else in there. Uh, yeah, I got – but, you know, you even said I got drunk. You said it hit me like a, like a smoke bomb. Like I, that time you started – remember that time you got hammered and you were just like you were a mess? Like – let me get my calendar out. <laughs> yeah. But do, do you think do you think that's bad though? I saw you shaking your head. That that's where I put I put golf. I'm not saying not anywhere near bowling or shuffleboard. The, no, no, no. I'm not saying because there's all different degrees of 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 difficulty. But I'm just saying as far as you're playing a sport where it's all between your ears, between your ears. There's nobody physically trying to stop you. It's, Mother Nature. It's, it's several all, times. Oh, give me a fucking I'm just break. saying, wind, why? I mean, there's a lot of forces wind. in nature. Well, no, there's I think wind. No, no, but I think, nature. did he just say play, wind? Playing this against is a fucking you. sport. But playing against leaves, you of what you're... Of what leaves, you're, a stick <laughs> is in the way of your ball. Well, I'm not, talk, I'm they, not they saying that it's... They talk about the wind held that up. A guy hits a home run. They're like, that would have been out of here. The wind held it no, up. No, I know, but when baseball players talk about how difficult it is, they talk about trying to hit a curveball. They don't talk about the wind. Hey, no, forget mother. Try hitting a golf ball. Sun's in your eyes. No, but forget Mother Nature. Yeah. May- Skin cancer? <laughs> yes. They, no, but, no, but there's more than that. It's not even that. It's how about the fact that you actually do have to have a proper swing, posture, your hips, your legs, your Paul, hands. you're not listening they have to, to stay me. stay intact, too. Your body you're not has to listening stay to me. I'm not saying it's not difficult, you golfing zombies. What I'm saying is... Is it's not fucking playing football, basketball, hockey, where there's somebody trying to stop you. There's not All a right. pitcher throwing the fucking golf ball a hundred miles an hour at your chin to back you off the uh, the tee. And then you got to come up there and settle back into your fucking swing. Right. No, okay, that's all I'm yeah, saying. Course, I know yeah. it's mentally difficult, but it's in the same family as pool, bowling, shuffleboard, horseshoes, all the way down to some of the most simplistic sports there are. Tiddlywinks. No. Nobody's stopping you. No, I mean nobody's stopping in jacks. You don't need to be in shape to do shuffleboard. You don't need to be in shape to bowl. That's a, such a terrible point to bring up no. with because I'll, I'll tell you, I'll fucking show you. Dude, first time I watched the Masters, Kenny Perry, he looked like somebody's grandfather. <laughs> fucking came out, he blew, he blew oh, it, and then some other wild. fat Argentina guy won it. They were both yeah, fat. Like, oh, Cabrera, fat guys still. I, and I give, I'll give, I'll concede that fat guys can play golf. I get dude, that. Dude, the sweat on yeah, Phil yeah, Mickelson's yeah, man tits yeah, but dude, is so not, unacceptable. He should always. That's have why to they have should have to, have to carry their own bag. Yeah, but they're not piles of shit. Kenny Perry's not a pile of shit. Dude, <laughs> you know, what is he? Come on, Adonis. Just, just during. No, just, what is he closer to? Just what during a sudden to? death playoff, he is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, no, but what is he closer to? Is he closer to an Adonis or a tub of shit? <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, he's he's definitely closer to a tub of shit. Than, yeah, than an and another tub of shit beat him to fucking dude. Even that guy who bought the General Lee car, he doesn't look like he did a fucking pull up in his life. He had those seventh grade straight arms where you don't have you just have basically the humerus bone with a little bit of meat hanging on it, so you can still pick up a pencil or a Bo fucking Duke? eight iron. The, the the guy the guy who hit that amazing shot. And, and Bubba Watts. Oh, Bubba, Bubba Watts. Yeah, Bubba yeah, Watts. Right, right, right. I love dude, that, that Coors Light drinking. Come on. Yeah. He's like the guy that's he's the he jet skis. He's totally the Kenny Powers of Major exactly. League Baseball. So I'm, but I'm not I'm disrespecting gone. the sport. You know I'm not yeah. disrespecting the sport, but I'm like just it. saying the reason why I find the sport boring as hell to play is the fact that there's nobody guarding me. 
and I just get I get bored shitless by three, four fucking holes. I don't care. The whole thing is silly. I'm trying to put this little ball in a hole. And the hole is unguarded. There's nobody trying to swat it away. Is it goaltending? <laughs> it's just yeah, fucking it's just hole in the ground. Yeah, but it's that's you a stupid way to look at it. It's it, it, designed differently. It's just a different game. Listen, it's there's a, a reason why. Bird should have been in a, Caddyshack, too. There's a, there's, <laughs> there's a reason why a bunch of fucking old people, when they start putting on weight, you know, and they need to get active, they always pick up that sport. And I'm telling you, those fat fucks who, if you threw a baseball, the, the odds of them chipping their tooth can somehow still get on a golf course. And I'm not saying they crush it like a pro, but they can hit the fucking thing straight enough. They're, they're all right. They're okay. They're okay. They're they not can fun to a, play with. They can shoot a 105. I love how we're calling millionaire golfers tubs of shit. Yeah, they're not <laughs> fun to play with. Dude, right. John Daly used to be fucking pounding oh, beers. Yeah. Oh, when he's, the, he's John Daly was an he's animal. He's back to it. John Daly was an animal. I heard his book like he was an animal. Ah, I used to fit, we used to go to the uh, Firestone every year, some buddies of mine down at the NEC in Akron. And we used to follow. This is back in the like late '90s, mid to late '90s, when Daly was on top of the world. He was in every tournament because he was, you know, he was still exempt from all of his wins. I love that guy too, dude. He was the best. We would follow him around. He bombed the ball past everybody. This was before Tiger made a name for himself on the tour, and he was a smoking. He would chip. Chain smoke. You know, they don't show it on TV, but a lot of these guys chain smoke. It's like they hit the driver, they light the cigarette, and he literally chain well, smokes. So when the camera goes away from him. When the camera goes away from him, he, they don't put the camera on him. And a lot of times, when you do, they'll go back to be like, we'll go to daily at 16. He's got a cigarette burning in the fairway. You just don't see it. <laughs> he takes his hit, and they say, and then they show the ball, you know, they saw it hit the green, and they show him, like, you know, give his club. And then once they show, like, the trees and the leaderboard, he's back. Smoking okay, again. Yeah. He carries a. He actually smokes so much. He's got an old coffee can with a hook on the side of his bag when his when his when his, as an ashtray. No, does he? Yeah, so because they don't want him littering up those nice courses. That, that's not cool. <laughs> so he his like you literally you would follow him and they, his caddy had put the bag down and he'd be waiting to hit his approach in and he'd be smoking cigarettes, smoking cigarettes, and he'd throw it in the coffee can or if he still had his cigarette when it was time to hit, he'd throw it on the grass and just let it burn, wait till pick it up. It's hilarious. Well, listen, I know it's difficult because I've actually talked to a professional athlete, Hall of Famer, who said those guys mentally are the strongest athletes because you get all that time to stand with the ball thinking. I understand that. But there's just something about the fact that there's nobody trying to stop you but me. It's just the, the, the activity of it. I feel like I might as well just sit in a restaurant with a chopstick <laughs> trying to catch a fly. <laughs> it's just like, why am I doing this? This is just dumb. I'm not working up a sweat. Like, I just... I, I would rather play fucking horseshoes and then just walk back over to the grill and just grab a sandwich. Like, I just don't understand what I'm doing. Part of it might be because I'm so pasty and I'm out there. Yeah, you might Like, dude, do you know how bad I want to go out on the course with you guys because you smoke it? Only oh. because you're smoking cigars, cigars and drinking. But drinking then I'm just like, beers. I'll meet you at the fucking at the club. Yeah, but the, the drinking and the, the smoking on the course is so fun. Oh, this, uh, there's not it a, is so a, fun. a Cuban on a golf course? I know, but this is the thing. Fucking Maybe that's how, that's how you have to sell the sport because it's not like, yeah, you want to go play hockey and it just be like, yeah, you're smoking stogies. All right, maybe I'll come. We down. should it's have fucking, like an, it's fun. We should have yeah. an annual like we'll call it the Cuban Open. We will just get like like four or eight guys, get a couple of foursomes. We meet at a golf course every year, and we just absolutely we just play like two rounds of golf over two days, and just smoke Cubans and drink scotch. All I gotta tell you this: if if I if I ever became I gotta president, start drinking again. If I ever if I ever uh, became president, one of the first things I would do was, and I would risk my own assassination by doing <laughs> this because I would go against all the corporate cunts, and I would basically I would break bread. With Castro and those guys, and I would just be like, "All right, listen, we were wrong. 
to try and turn your island into a bunch of Starbucks and casinos. In the end of the day, it is your property. Do it with it what you want. We'll bring you some cars down here. Just start sending us the cigars again, <laughs> yeah. and we'll just leave it at that. But that's not what they're actually waiting for him to die, and then they're going to turn that place into. Uh, it's it's going to look like Orange County. It's going to be fucking brutal. Yep, it's terrible. He, you know, I'm not saying the guy's the greatest leader. I'm not saying I'm going to be <laughs> underneath the guy, but. In principle, they were right. It was their country. They had the right to do. Okay, we're going to take callers here. All of a sudden, it came like a fucking political <laughs> hey, right, show. We're going to take callers. No, but uh, I, hey, getting back to the hey, cigar thing. Rises. I'm so fucking sick of having to try and find. It's kind of the excitement of smoking a Cuban is trying to find one. Yeah, you know. And uh, now you know what everybody's going to say. You know, ninety percent of them are fakes. Yeah, it, where you go, they are. They're already on Twitter doing it, probably. Yeah, they 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 do that shit. But um, but even now, like you know, if you order them and they send them in, you know, they get a, they're a little hard. Well, so I'm just getting tired of people talking about like how it could get you sick and how it could give you you know g- you know give you throat cancer and shit. It's like, listen, man, you know, I'm not smoking these like cigarettes like a pack. If I'm gonna smoke one or two cigars a week, that's it. That's it. I seen you smoke four in two nights. And I don't even live in New York. I mean, that just happened. I just happened to be there. Yeah. yeah, Well, you know, no, it was like five. It was. It was. It was. It was. Yeah. It was a couple of days. Your back pedal at night. It was a a couple days. I went a little. That does does break down to fourteen a week. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) dude, I love them. I fucking love them. So now I got to ask you guys. Now, when you go to go out on this tour, being the scotch drinking cigar smokers that you are. Uh, what what is the what is the over under on weight gained on uh, on this the all the uh, the all in tour here? Well, my well, my plan coming in, and I told I told my wife this. My plan coming in was to to not try to hang with Bartnick. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, no. I'm not even kidding. Like, Bartnick is not like we're gonna need Bartnick to be a day behind the tour. When we're in Portland, he's gonna need to be in Seattle. When we're in Sacramento, he's gonna have to be in San Francisco. I've never seen. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even joking around. I'm not just saying this. You know, I've never seen a grown man endure what he can do it's, and it's, still be able to hold it. Throwback to, to throw it to, like to hold it together. I mean, that dude, like, he was going back to the bar. He's going, yeah, man, how about another heater? And remember, I had to tell him. I go, yeah. hey, dude, listen, I'm not. I'm that was not. at my wedding, right? Yeah, yeah, at Bill's wedding. He goes, hey, dude, you guys, you're a law adverse. You want another heater? And I literally, you did it. Yeah. And I go, I go, guys, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I can't do it. Yeah. Like, I, I, need, I need a break here. The, bar, the bartenders at the wedding <laughs> were, pull, were, were pulling bartenders over from other bars to watch. They were like, watch, watch, watch this guy. Watch, watch what he does. The guy walking up now. Watch what he does. And the thing about your wedding, which was awesome, was there was never like it was never hard to get either a a hard liquor. It was just always right there. And the guy knew what you wanted. So Bartnick would go, yeah, you guys want more heaters? Another round of heaters? And he would just start giving them. Uh And then Bartnick's just drinking his crown. And I just (laughs) patted him on the back. And I was like, you all right? And he just had that shit-eating grin, but he was talking straight. All the way into the bar. For people who don't know him, he's a a mountain of a man. Like he he could give – he's like Cam Neely's size. Man, he's a, no, he's, he's, he's a, a yeah, big dude. Yeah. So, so I, I, we're all like, what, like 5'10 or whatever, trying to keep up with a dude who's like 6'4. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, me and you, by the end of the night, we were shot. And he was just the like, shot. hey, guys, you want one of these for the road? He was like helping us. He was like shot. Gleason when he comes back against, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, uh, Fast Eddie in the hustler. Yeah, you know, yeah. when he's just sitting there putting the carnation back in his jacket. Yep. Ah, let's play some pool. Popping his stuff. Yeah. 
Well, that's how they, that, it's funny is because, like, I think over those heaters and all that drinking is how we came kind of came up with this idea for the tour. Yeah. yeah. That, that was at Bill's wedding in October. Well, see, we just started chirping know, about it. B- Bill's not going to be the voice of reason on this one. He's kind of letting <laughs> yeah. us go. Bill's yeah, not going to be around to go, hey, guys, listen. That's a good sign you're in trouble when I'm the voice of reason. Yeah, yeah no, but you how would many be, times? How much do you have to talk me into something? No, that's the thing. You, no, you know what Bill does? This is what he does. He acts like he's the guy, like, to, like, to keep it cool. Yeah. He'd be like, yeah, really, I should go. Well, no, this was so funny. We were in Canada. He goes, listen, man, I'm not, I'm not drinking tonight. I'm not drinking tonight. I swear to God, I'm backstage. No, and he's on stage. He's on stage. And I'm thinking I'm going back to the hotel. He's like, yeah, no, not tonight. Not tonight. He's on stage asking the crowd. You guys know where we could. Let's just say we did. Let's just <laughs> say yeah, we were to go out. And then after, after I get, you know, to close out the show, he'll be like, yeah, we'll get one. We'll get one. So, like, he acts like he's not going to. But, see, Bartnick is just like, I mean, every tweet, crowns, crown. Like, Bartnick's in. Like but he's all in. He's all in, dude. Yeah, it was Joe's hilarious. We in. were in Buffalo one time. He pulled the same thing in Buffalo. It was after a Bruins playoff win. We were in, but we were in Buffalo doing Buffalo while the in June, right? And then we were like talking it the whole time at the, at the place, like, ah, you know, I'm gonna travel. I'm not gonna really drink tonight. Da, 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 da. We get back to the hotel. He's like, you know, that Bruins game's still on. Let's just go down to that little like bar, like yeah. The, we watch it. Bruins win. We celebrate. He right there at the bartender. We have one. We'll have one beer, right? We have one beer at the bar. If Bruins win. We're kind of celebrating. The bartender's cool. Bill goes, "Hey, if we were going to go out somewhere around here, what was a good place?" He's like, "Next door." Next thing you know, we're next door getting hammered, talking to these locals, eating bacon. Remember that bacon? They put bacon out as a bar snack. Remember oh, that's that? That's right. So we, we went to this fucking place called Midwest, the, man. I know it's Buffalo, but you're, you're already north of Pittsburgh. And yeah, they're, they're just, like, they just fuck don't the peanuts. They're they like, fuck the peanuts and pretzels. And Saturday, just give some bacon told, They bring hot bacon out in baskets for their bar snack. And I'm like, Jeez. look, and I go, bacon's not cheap, man. I, I know food. Like, I asked the bar, I'm like, wait a minute, this is crazy. She's like, nah, it's Friday and Saturday nights only, but it gets people to drink. They, they make the bacon. I asked the guy, he came out. They make the bacon. They let it cool for like 25 minutes so you don't burn yourself on it. So it's warm but not hot. And it just comes and you just eat bacon. It's amazing. I was like, I'm not going to eat this. And then it's it's like literally like crack. You have a couple handfuls, and then With you get beer. all then it's all salty, and then you want to start pounding. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. setting us up. I got I got to do some ads here. Hang on okay. one second. All right, all right. Here we go. Um, let's see if I can uh, read these without messing them up. All right, Dollar Shave Club, everybody. Nothing feels better. Then that first shave with the with a fresh blade, right? It's smooth, it's close, and the blade is sharp, and it's it's as sharp as it's ever going to be. It feels fantastic. But thanks to the big shave company's ridiculous prices, you can't afford a, to use a fresh blade every week, can you? See, you drag that dull-ass blade across your face for two, three weeks, ten weeks. Why do you do it to yourself? Maybe because the only thing more painful than shaving with an old blade is shelling out thirty bucks for a pack of new ones. Well, if you want to enjoy a fresh, if you want to enjoy a fresh blade every week, but you don't want to go out and, uh, and take out another mortgage on your house, you got to join DollarShaveClub.com. For just a couple of bucks a month, DollarShaveClub.com ships the highest quality blades you can get. Um, and there's that stuff where I'm supposed to act like I'm a four-blade guy. I like the three-blade guy. Um, seriously, only six bucks for the best quality blades you can get. So every week, you can pop in a fresh blade and treat yourself to an amazing shave. It's incredible. Um, join DollarShaveClub.com. Get amazing quality blades in the mail for a couple of bucks and treat yourself to a brand new blade every single week. Hundreds of thousands of guys... Um, Jesus, I suck this week. Hundreds of thousands of guys with their up with have upgraded. See, this isn't me. This is the copy. Hundreds of thousands of guys have upgraded. 
uh, they're shaving with Dollar Shave Club. I'm one of them, and I'm loving it. Now it's your turn. Shave time, shave money, dollarshaveclub.com slash burr. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash burr. All right, one more here. Stamps.com, everybody, the classic. Uh, I, know it's a tough, I know it's tough deciding where to focus your resources to grow your business. Well, isn't it? Uh, but one thing I can tell you, you don't need to waste valuable time going to the post office for mailing and shipping anymore. Why, you ask? Well, I'll tell you why. Just use Stamps.com to ask, access all the services of the post office right from your desk 24-7. With Stamps.com, buy and print official U.S. postage using your own computer and printer. Get, post office, uh, get postage for any letter or package, any class of mail, all for just a fraction of the cost of an expense of a postage meter. With Stamps.com, you'll never have to go to the post office again. So you can spend your time where it matters most, focused on your business or other areas of your body. I use Stamps.com. Right now, use your last name, Bill Burr. What? Right now, use my last name, Burr, for this special offer. No risk trial, plus a $110 bonus offer. Includes a digital scale and up to $55 postage. Don't wait. Go to Stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Burr, B-U-R-R, that's stamps.com, enter Burr. Oh, I'll tell you, that was a rough one, you know? <laughs> I'll tell you, that was a rough one, you, you know? Kenny Perry, that one. I'll tell you, that was terrible. No, but then you guys were moving in the background, and then when you guys started talking See, well, to each you other. Know you know what? You know what? No, no, well, wait, wait, let golf, me finish. Bill. That's no, golf. let me finish. That's golf. That's what happened. No, 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 that's also <laughs> basketball. That's every other fucking sport. Were you trying to take a foul shot? No, what it was was I started thinking like this is how uninterested people are at home listening to this shit. Because the fact that you guys I love you know, my favorite part is like when I watch I've been watching every dribble of March Madness because I've been having this bad back. <laughs> like I literally have seen like more traveling calls than the refs have. But the thing is, I've been sitting there the whole time, and I love like Vern Lundquist is the best because you know we talk about like dialing stuff in. Like that, that guy, like when he's doing the, you know, he's been broadcasting for a hundred years, but he has to do those live spots for like 60 minutes. You know, he's like, well, 12, 18 to go and Kentucky's right back in it on this one. <laughs> Coming up tonight is 60 minutes. Don't forget to catch the Pink Panthers. Do we get the jewel themes or don't we? Tonight in 60 minutes. And you're like, the horn. he hates that. I love how you he just totally com- hates you compared it, you know? reading ads on a podcast. That's golf. That's how tough golf is. <laughs> right there. No, well, there what? you go. There's your point made. <laughs> All right. Well, I, let's get into how I actually met you. Point made. How I met you, assholes. <laughs> Out on the road, the fact that I would loan the Monday Morning Podcast presents the All Things uh, Comedy Tour. For some reason, you can't be late to this thing because you downloaded it. But if you're, you're playing this and your wife is walking around in the background or husband, uh, once again, the All Things Comedy Tour is coming to San Diego Tuesday, April 1st. Uh, it's going to be in Bellevue, Washington, Sunday, April 6th at Parlor Live. Uh, Helium Comedy Club, Portland, Oregon. And then two nights at, San- and, uh, at the Punchline in San Francisco, the 8th and 9th in Sacramento. On the tenth, um, yeah. Then we're going to be swinging think- it over to the East Coast in a f- couple months. More dates to follow. I think they're working on that, but I- I'm right. looking forward to doing. East Coast like dates are coming. Cleveland, uh, I think end of May. Philly, yeah. Boston. Right. But we're doing. Your I, co- I co-sign your home- all these guys. All these guys open for me. If you've come out and uh, seen any of my shows, basically in the last shit, I don't know, five six years, it's been one of these guys opening for me. So uh, I'm excited for you guys. I was actually trying to think who I met first. I think I met you, Lawhead. Yeah, we've been on each other for a long time. It's coming up on ten years. No, it's it over ten, ten years. You know, what's funny years. is I didn't want to get I didn't want to get like sentimental about it because oh, yeah. you know we drank well, our I first did. whiskey. But no, like we did that show. <laughs> we, did, we did that show on New Year's Eve. We did that show on New Year's Eve at the Wiltern, 
and that was literally ten years to the day we met. We like hung out on oh, New Year's right. Day. New Year's Day, ten years, like New Year's Eve, you did Cleveland, and then hung out. We and then that's when we that's when we became friends. Is like you just came and hung out with me on New Year's Day because you had nothing to do. You, we were dark, but you had to stay in Cleveland for like two more nights. Oh to yeah, finish the week. this was a deal. Like New Year's Eve was a uh, was like like a, a Thursday, yeah, Thursday. like a Wednesday or Thursday. So then but, there was New Year's Day. And nobody's coming out that day. But then there was you, you still had the weekend. So I had this weird weekend there where I was working New Year's. I was doing a run the whole week, <laughs> doing New Year's, and I had a day off. Yeah. So I had a day off. And uh, Nick, the club owner, the greatest guy ever at uh, Hilarities out there in Cleveland, he goes, you know, just just watch out for the guy. You know, keep him company, blah, blah. Dude, we fucking drank <laughs> all day. They actually lost me at one point. We somehow yeah, ended up in a, this brutal titty bar. Yeah. Brutal. <clears throat> the silver Even horse. At the level I think drunk it was I was the at. silver horse. And that's... <laughs> And, uh, yeah. That's how boring Cleveland is. You need, like, the comic needs to be assigned somebody to just no, fucking make that's, it. That's how it was. Yeah, like, yeah. I was like that guy. I was like, hey, Jason, what are you doing? No, well, entertain this guy, please. <laughs> Cleveland is way better than even it was, like, 10 years ago. I was time. just there recently. It's what, growing. It's what's growing. Face? Yeah. Like, and I, dude, I wish I had money back then because I was like, I'm, I, I'm, like, I'm going to buy a friggin' building because you could see it yeah. coming. It's coming back around. Unlike Detroit, which keeps starting and stopping, Cleveland you is... You could buy a hospital for, like, 80 grand in Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> like, Dude, they, no, they, they, showed, they showed houses I on swear, the market I'm, there. I'm closing on a hospital. <laughs> you, could get, <laughs> you could get, like, a four-bedroom house there for, like, $36,000. It's, it's insane. Dude, but I got to tell you, though, but, like, when, when I first played Hilarities in Cleveland, that was the only game in town on that street. You walked, like, you walked up that street like a cop oh, met you fourth. at the corner. Yeah. I oh. crossed the street out of my hotel. So the cop met you at the corner and walked you up the street. And now it's like closed off to traffic. They got the House of Blues across the street. They yeah. got all this stuff going on. Restaurants and, I, and stuff. And I remember seeing this giant apartment building like right across the way. I think Mike was living there at the time or, yeah. or around the corner. And I was thinking like – like I was literally thinking that. I, go, I bet you could buy that thing for seventy five grand. And in 20 years, it's going to be worth like millions of dollars as this whole thing eventually hopefully comes back. Yeah, well, you know, they got the casino. They just built another casino, like, not downtown, but somewhere else. But um, ah, that's not a good idea. That I don't that, like that, that, that idea. I don't like that idea. I, I just don't like the casino idea. I think that we could have built that. That There's no reason that that city can't be built on its waterfront and its character and its position geographically in the country. Dude, casinos, then it's like casinos. Night, it's like nightlife for, like, toddlers. The nice thing I mean, about the casinos, we're close to Chicago, though. we're close to D.C., we're close to New York. There's no reason we, can, we can't be successful because You know what's that. funny, though? The nice thing was I said to, uh, you know, Bo, the, the cop. Oh, I love Bo. I said, I said he, loves your, he loves your parents and stuff, ah, but dude, I said Bo to Bo, I go, I go, Bo, how come, the, you know, where's the home? Because homeless is big out there, big. Big, oh, like they come yeah. after you, and I go, "How come it's light on the homeless?" And he goes, "They're all at the casino." Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, "All right, yeah, oh, is that so, right? Yeah, they're just all hanging out at the casino, playing you know, nickel slots all day long." <laughs> Dude, that was like the yeah, lottery for them. Bring, that's, that was the lottery for uh, them. Then, 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 <laughs> yeah. then you're bringing in the they started stretching. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, started, they started stretching when that place. Yeah, right. <laughs> why, why would homeless people go to a casino? They don't have any fucking money. What are they doing there? No, they, get, the, they, they the, whatever they make. Some of those people make decent money. It's amazing. I love that theory. They make like a hundred grand a year. Some of them do. Now I don't know about a hundred grand a year, but some of them make money. Still sitting their own urine in that fucking cardboard box. I mean, talk about committed to the the scam. (laughs) Freezing fucking Ohio weather. (laughs) They were fucking. uh, uh, What do you call? What's that shit when you uh, frostbite? Yeah, black toes making a hundred grand a year. You know. You gotta, yeah, make gotta, you gotta make sacrifices. You gotta make sacrifices. NFL guys smash their brains around. The homeless they lose their toes. Yeah, yeah, do that scam in South Beach. What the Coal fuck miners you get black lung. You get a black foot. Dude, I gotta Whatever. tell you, when I was in San Francisco, uh, 
I was just up there trying to find some place where I could shoot my special. And, and dude, I, I have never seen so many people laying around not doing shit than that city. I don't know what. They're the, everywhere. Well, they used to have a stipend. They used to fucking give them money. Was, this was hilarious. Like they, get the homeless money? They would give them enough money to get, they tried to get them off the street. It was one of those things where it made sense if you were giving it to people who thought sensibly, but they didn't. <laughs> they gave it to the fucking homeless. So they would give you enough money so you, you could afford rent in some flop house for a month. So what would happen is the first four days of the month, you wouldn't see any homeless people. They were all inside drinking and yeah. shooting and drugs and all that shit with the money. They'd, they'd have enough money for four days, and then by the fifth day, they'd start coming out like zombies, <laughs> and then you had the problem again. So they get, would basically were buying themselves like a four- or five-day reprieve. Now, of course, as always with all my stories, that's just something that like four, four or five people did tell me that story in San Francisco. I don't know if it's true, but I was there, and they had um, they all, the, all these beautiful parks. And, dude, these people are snoozing. To a level, you actually start thinking, like, what am I working for? Like, look at that. Dude, I saw this guy. Like, he was, like, face down in the sun like some like old hound dog. <laughs> and, I, and I was really like just cat. thinking, like, this fucking guy, like, I know he's living outside, but he's eating. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have any conference calls. There's no <laughs> debt doesn't wake him up. This guy, dude, it was such a beautiful, sunny day. It was one of those days where you actually would entertain the thought that I could, like, I maybe mean, I could just fucking live outside. Yeah. This is beautiful. Dude, and I took a picture of the guy, and I, I tweeted it. And what was funny is I didn't even realize that there was another guy in the background. It's like you can't just get one. There's so many of them. When you get to the parks, just fucking lying all over the place. Um, I saw one. I was just there doing cobs a couple weeks ago, and I saw a guy laying on a park bench, sleeping, covered up. Champagne bottle at his at his feet, right? Cops strolling. I was sitting in another park bench, just people watching. This guy's hilarious. He just bundled up. Not only am I watching this guy, he's got the champagne bottle half full at his feet. Two cops come strolling up towards him. They're like, hey, God, hey, let's go. Pick it up. Let's go. And one guy picks up, and he, like, wakes up out of a panic. And he sees the one cop holding his half-empty bottle, and he's getting ready to go pour it out. And he's, like, panicking, like, hey, it's not my, it's not my, it's not my wine. It's not my wine. And the guy doesn't care. He knows. He's like, yeah, I'm sure it's not. He's, like, pouring it out, right? The funniest thing is, is this guy, when he got up and he rattled up, and I noticed it after he woke up, he put it up there. He had American Airlines eye, the patches to cover your eyes so you can see. Oh, the sleep mask. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he had an American Airlines logo, flimsy little one that they probably give you on the flight. And they were like, so then they were up on his forehead as he was like begging for like mercy <laughs> oh, wait, from these cops. Was, and I'm looking at him going, wait a minute, what are you worried about anyway? Them putting you under a roof? Like a, a roof? What are you worried about? Yeah, but dude, I would rather sleep outside and yeah, worry about true. getting hit over the head with a log yeah. than fucking take one of my ass at yeah, county. That's true. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, I heard that. I just actually, like a bed. They actually, uh, <laughs> they actually, uh, in one of those cities, when they had like the stipend, other cities were flying their fucking homeless people in there. To just get rid of them because they were having, and then they, they started sending them back. I forget what the fuck happened. Maybe that's where that guy got the mask. That's I can't remember. I can't remember. Well, that would be hilarious if that's where he got the mask. New, and do, and still had it. That's what I'm guessing. The other night in New York, I saw a lot of the homeless. They sleep on the top step of the church, but the church never lets them in. 
So like they're just laying there. Why like, would you? What? No, Why I no, you? I know, it's but it's just like. But after a while, they got to be like, listen, they're not listening. They're not opening up. Let's go somewhere else. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're just laying on the thing, and it's almost like sad because it's almost like they, they have the belief and the faith, and they're being shut out. Well, I think that it's the almost, church. I'd be like, church. fuck it, dude. I'm going to Starbucks. Or I, I'm going somewhere else because yeah. no one, someone's not listening here. Right. You know, it, I'm, I'm, just, you know, I'm showing yeah. my faith. No, but you know it's, it's, I mean? it's good business for them to let them stay there. Like they give a fuck, but they're not going to let them in. Um, but I don't know. If, that seems like a safe place. You want a safe place to sleep if you're home. I wonder if any homeless Why don't people. Why don't you just let them sleep on a church floor? Because I don't want it you smelling there. The saddest what? part about how this conversation got steered into is we were talking about Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> It's the saddest part of it all. We've just gone to the dregs of humanity. How did the topic start? Cleveland. But anyway. um, (laughs) No, but I find that interesting when I kept seeing people. Paul, you don't want a bunch of smelly homeless people stinking up the church for the decent people who come in on Sundays. And that might sound like Fox News, but at the end of the day, if you smell like urine, you smell like urine. You got to go outside. But with what, the if dogs. The dude, what if the dude doesn't smell and he's just freezing? You know, put put him in one of the pews and let him. You know, I'll fucking let him sleep in your basement. He'll start smelling when he thaws out. I didn't say I didn't say I'm gonna let him sleep in my. But uh, well, he smells good though, Paul. He had, he just got some. Uh, Irish I don't spring. know him. He's a stranger. That, Neither does the church. He's gonna go in there and steal all the chalices that they stole from the other fucking people. I, I just feel like if he's saying that he's got faith in that church, they should do something. That's all. That's what church should be. That's what it's about, right? It should be a homeless you got, shelter? Listen, faith no. costs money, baby. Put a little in the basket Exactly, on but that's my point. That's my point. Faith costs money. What, what is your point, Paul? My point is that, like, they have the faith. Are you trying to get faith. deep on us here? No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, uh, you know, uh, I know, you know. <laughs> no, what, what I'm saying is I, I, I see them laying on the front step of the churches, and it's kind of a sad thing to see because they're wrapped up in their blankets and they have so much faith in that belief, yet the doors are never opening. And it was just a, a, an observation that I found fucked up. Why do you think that the fact that they're sleeping on the stairs means they believe in Jesus Christ? I'm not saying that they – I'm just saying that it's just I, – I think the people that so choose – The whole thing is unraveling. No, I think, the, I think the fact that these people choose to be on the, on the top step at the door of a church – Tells me that they have some sort of faith because I think people I think that they, don't. What if it rains? You want to be underneath the yeah, arch? Yeah, but there's a million. You could go under, you know, awnings of places, or you could go under, you know, buildings right. that or you have could a little sleep on that church is, stairs. Yeah, it doesn't mean you believe in Burger King. But, but you know what? The church that I saw this guy on, there was no roof. He was just sleeping there, man. So I just put, I just put it's that together. I, I don't think he believes in it. Okay. I don't think he does. Because you know him. No, but you don't know him either. No, I don't, but th- I think it's... He could or he might not. It, just because you're sleeping on church stairs doesn't mean you fucking believe in anything. Well, wouldn't you think it's a good guess to think that he's got some sort of faith if that's his choice of... I would think it would be safer to sleep there than outside of White Castle. This is the first dude you've called it on a homeless. <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck is Bartnick? He, he ain't he was... making it. Ah! Yeah. That's Bartnick right there. Give me another shot. He ain't gonna make it. Bartnick is gonna make it. This is this is this so is the this dedication. Is how, this is the dedication we're gonna have to this fucking tour. Is no, that what we're saying here? Um, no, but going so back Paul, to hey, drinking. Wait, no, let's, let's start some more arguments here. Hey, so you're a Cleveland Indians uh-huh. fan. I'm a wait. Red Sox yep. fan. Today. He's a Yankees fan. All right. The old American League East. The old American League East. That's now, right. yeah, um, what, how do you feel about uh, both of our teams and the way we spend money each year? I think it's disgusting. Now, I will say that uh, Boston last year won it in a way where they didn't go out and over like they didn't spend any more than they kind of had been spending. Uh, I love the fact that most of the 
most of the trend is all these teams that are spending money aren't really the teams that are being successful at the end of the day. Dude, when the, it comes Dodgers, to a the Dodgers spent number one 235 yeah. fucking million dollars. Dodgers. They outspend the Yankees. Yankees. Yeah, they're yeah, the number one. The Dodgers How are excited one. are you? I, I loved it. That you can finally say that. See? I loved it. No, not because of that. I just love the fact that, like, the Dodgers are trying to, you know, the Dodgers are going all in. Well, they have all to. In. They have to. All in to But see, no, but that's Why? the thing. I mean, no, but you say, to, yeah, because but see, they've, see, been, they've, been, they've been 25 years without a championship. Um, they've corrected their financial situation after the guy in Magic's new, you know, um, well, I forget the guy's name that ran him into the so ground. So spending $230 million is the way to well, go? Well, you know, they didn't set the trend. I I, I got to believe that if they believe that they're going to do something uh, that Yankees or Boston have done, which they haven't done yet in this in this economics of baseball, yeah, you got to do it. I mean, the last time they... They won was in '88 when the economics were shifting a little, but it wasn't. It's it wasn't a five mega uh, market league being able to spend that kind of. There's why, only five can teams that can question? spend that kind of. There's can only five teams that can spend that kind of money. So why wouldn't they if they're one of the five teams that can spend? Jay, that let kind me of ask you a question. Why do you think that baseball allowed it to to go the direction? What was the what was the thinking that it was good? To let fucking the Yankees do what they did, which caused the Red Sox to have to react to it, and then we became them. I mean, we're not right now, I don't think, but but we in '07. I mean, there's no fucking, there's no, there's nobody on the planet that can't tell me in '07 we didn't buy a fucking title. Well, I think it all stems back. A lot of it stems back from obviously you can't change what happens money wise, but I think a lot of it stems back to when the um, owners were you know, uh, found out about the collusion in, in the late eighties and they had to pay once they paid the, once they played the players union, I think $350 million settlement for collusion and the players, union, which was basically what owners getting together going, don't, they said, don't, don't pay, pay Jack stuff. Morris is what right. it was. Jack Morris was on the free agent market, I think in 86 or 87. And the tigers owner told all the other owners, don't pay him, keep him at the market value that we have. And it'll in the long run. Yeah. We get to keep Jack Morris, but in the long run, all you guys will be able to keep your Kirby right. buckets and your Roger Clemens is at a price that won't gouge us. That was fine. Blah, blah, blah. The end of the day is it strengthened the players union to a point where the salaries have gotten to the point that uh, the players union really runs the market and they run the market. So now the big market teams that have the money, they've opened the players unions have made, has made it able to be able to spend for those teams to spend that money and the rich teams can. Well, that's, spend a, it. that's the bottom line. The bottom line is as long as there's no cap in baseball, 80% of the teams will never win a World Series. Yeah, no, it's, it's, as, it's, as long as there's no cap, the, the Kansas City Royals are never yeah. going to win I don't know one. if it's that high, but, I mean, it's got well, at least 60. Close. The, the one thing is is what baseball's tried to do is obviously with the wild card and now the extra wild card. Right. <clears> they to, tried to make it somewhat competable, whereas a team like Cleveland or Minnesota, if by the all-star break, if we look like we're playing really well with the guys we've groomed in, we can go out and – you know, get a if the Philadelphia Phillies are falling flat on their face, we can go out and get a Jimmy Rollins if he doesn't if he wants to wave his trade clause and be like, you know what, I want to go play for these guys. They're pretty good. I'm at a certain point in my career. I go hit, you know, win a title, whatever. That's the only thing baseball's done to kind of recoup that. But I it's, just know why they just don't look at the NFL and be like, okay, yeah. the way they're doing it, Green Bay can compete with New York City. It's can Milwaukee union. compete with Boston? No, like Brewers compete with the Red Sox. They can't. So what the f- players why union? Why don't we do th- and and but, and and why should the players I watch? union so strong because they can get pay- players union get the guys paid? So, so do you think there's another well, lockout coming? 
We'll talk and lock out <sighs> here on the podcast. Um, I like talking to stuff. I, I don't. I don't see it looming anytime soon. I think baseball's in probably a pretty pretty good labor uh, labor situation because now the the players have had to kind of crawl with their tw- tails between their legs a little bit in the last few years with the with the PEDs and everything else. So they've kind of had to kind of come off their high horse a bit. So now there's a little bit of love, there's a little bit of balance between players and owners because the players have kind of had to go, yeah, we were doing all this shit. That's so fucked up that that those guys actually went in front of like the Senate or whatever the fuck was going on. I don't understand. I just don't get why politics had to get involved. Why am I watching Kurt Schilling talking to some representative from Minnesota? Yeah, because it's just fucking all stupid. Yeah, he should be talking to his account. Bullshit. Hey, speaking of all this, actually tie, this ties in with a question here that uh, somebody said. I said, Bill, what team? Dear Billy Bats, if you could coach one team in history without knowing the outcome of the season, which team would you pick? Keep in mind, stacked teams don't always win championships, and there are other teams that, you, that could have won, perhaps with some better coaching. What the fuck? That was like a brain twister, like a train's going this way. If I could coach one team in history without knowing the outcome of the season, which would I pick? Keep in mind, stacked teams don't always win championships. Yeah, but the teams won the championship. I know if I coached the Cowboys in 78, they won the, they beat the Broncos. I don't get your question. I'll just All right, drop no, that I, part of it, but yeah. what team would you coach? Because that is an interesting question. Like, if you could coach one team. No, I think the question is saying now. Like, I think the question is basically, like, what you see now. If you could coach one of these teams that's out there now. Oh, to, and to, don't to go look out and who, try to win a championship Don't look who's now. stacked. Don't look who's stacked, but just say, well, who would you want to Debbie says one team in history. Oh, okay. All right. Then, yeah, then. Look, this guy is either really smart and we're dumb, or this is a fucking <laughs> confusing question. Uh, I don't fucking know if I could coach one team. How about can I play on the team instead? Look, I'd I'll, like to coach. I'll go, I'll go every era. Uh, in in hockey, if I could play on any team, I would play for the 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 '80s Edmonton Oilers. Um, if I could play, if I could, I guess coach. Dude, you're you're a coach's son. Who would you coach? If I could coach one team one time, uh, I would probably, I would probably coach. Larry Bird's '79 Indiana State team against Magic. I'd like to. I'd like to coach that game. I'd like to see if we could. If I'll I could help, could I'd it. like to see if I could beat Magic. Maybe with Bird that's in his that question. Game. You know what I'd like to do? I'd like to coach the fucking '79 uh, Dallas Cowboys and the '76 Dallas Cowboys against the Steelers in both, and I and I would win the fucking game. Yeah, that's how confident I am because they had their number in the first half. Oh, this is why we need Bartnick. Dude, if you I watch somebody somebody put up the seventy Super Bowl ten, they put that up on, on the internet. Dude, the Cowboys called a reverse on the first play, reverse to Hollywood Henderson. He ran down mm-hmm. the field. The, their kicker tackled him. He took a knee to the ribs, fucked up three of his field goals, and they were playing loose and all that, and they were up. And then they played Marty Ball in the second half and they got all fucking tight. And they just they basically conserved the game away. Um as far as the uh the 79, oh, I guess I wouldn't know this. I wouldn't throw it to fucking uh, Jackie Slater or whatever the hell his name was. Yeah, Jackie, Jackie Smith. Smith. Bless his heart. He's the sickest man in America. I would yeah. coach. Did you I see would... they outlawed the dunk? You know, they made that a penalty now, the dunk of, over the goalpost. And you were saying Hollywood Henderson. Hollywood Henderson invented the dunk of the goalpost. They just had a big Was he special. the first one who did it? They, oh, just they had stopped big, it? They had a big thing on ESPN. Yeah, it was a, the owner's meeting over the winter. It's a 15-yard penalty now if you dunk the ball because Joey Graham and all these guys – 
oh, it's a you know they dated it back to history. They're like who the first man, and it was Hollywood Henderson after a reverse. Landry used to call that reverse all the right. time to Hollywood Henderson, and it was oh. uh, in '75 they called a reverse to Hollywood Henderson in a regular season game, and he busted one loose for a touchdown, and he was the first guy, and they show it. He's the first guy to go up and dunk it over the goalpost. And so it why, why did they outlaw that? Because he's ter- they're they're tearing down lo- they're tearing down some goalposts. Uh, guys have gotten hurt. I guess I don't know. Well, mil- you got there, a million dollars. One investment. time, Joey Graham from the Saints was so strong, he pulled one down where they had to come out and re-level the goalpost because it wasn't, you know, so he pulled it, and then the next guy that kicks in it is kicking it in. Not a lot of white it. guys upset <laughs> about that rule. Wes Welker not, one, not, one not way bitching, or the other. Wes Welker not bitching about that rule. <laughs> Wes uh, Welker needs, needs to be on Joey Jimmy Graham's shoulders to dunk it. Well, I, this is the deal. I would, I, what I would actually, if I could coach any team in history, what I would probably do is I would maybe the 86 Red Sox. Yeah, uh, but see? but no, but then I but then you put I, Dave Stapleton in at first. Yeah, but but that's only because I know. Yeah, no, but what was, was going to happen? So right. I, like I I couldn't know. So like uh, I would, I would try to pick a team that that hasn't won a championship. But I live in Boston, and they've just won't run the table. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know what to tell well, for you. For me, it's a no brainer. I would one hundred percent coach the Knicks, and I would I would make them run. Listen to me. I would make them <laughs> Listen, run. Even... I would make them run until they puked. I would I if they didn't play defense they're out they're fined I would fucking go nuts. How fast would this team quit on him? I know exactly. I, I you'd would, be the second. You'd be the second Nick coach in history to get choked. I would. <laughs> <laughs> I would fucking. I'd lay into those lazy cocksuckers. Like I like. I swear to God, dude. I that would, would be fun. Actually, yeah. I would like to just take a horrible team and just be terrible. <laughs> you fucking guys suck. Are you, are you shitting all, me? You don't get, get back. Just get all my shit listen, off of my chest. Listen, I would life. do what Gene like, Hackman like, did in Hoosiers. Minimum of three passes. Minimum of three passes, okay? You fuckers are going to run all day. We're not. We're practicing the first month without a ball. Yeah. You are running up and down. Carmelo These Anthony's... Are, do you, you think you can do this with dude, pros? Car, uh, car, oh, they're off. <laughs> uh, Carmelo Anthony's lazy weed face would fucking get I'd into I'd be like, shape. Carmelo, you want to wear that headband? Go take it off the top of the backboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would fucking turn into... Oh, that's what I would do. Hey, but it, it would be... Hey, Nick, Joey B. Joey B. I totally apologize. I had to do my puck off podcast, and I thought I said I couldn't be here until two. No, it's all right. Uh, hey, hey, don't worry about it. You're here. Between you guys, like you need another ten mics. I, mean, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone's missing my my. Uh, up, hey, the, we're, we're currently answering a, a question right now. If you, if you, oh, this would be perfect for you. If you, you could coach time. any team in history, not knowing the outcome, if you could just be the head coach, who, who would you want to be head coach of? Oh, the Steelers. 78 Steelers. 78. All right, I want to do the 78 Cowboys or 76 Cowboys. 76. Cowboys. You just, just roll Dude, them out. Bartnick was or, ready or, for or, that or, shit. You would have thought you'd text Bartnick the question before the, you walked or, into this. Or the 83 Sixers. Yeah, that was, oh, I was thinking of them, one. too. I said, they, they, I, I said, they played four on five. They just played Ivor Rowdy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they played four on five. They beat, it beat you anyway. Yeah. I put them up against. I put them up yeah. against the '96 oh, Bulls. Yeah, we talked about that on mine. On and mine. everybody goes, well, "Who's going to stop Jordan?" I'm like, "Well, I think Dr. J could kind of offset a lot of the shit he was doing." Nobody and then, then I got Moses against fucking Luke Longley. Yeah, I don't think anybody's beating the '96 Bulls. That's because you're a child no, of the no, '90s, no. dude. That team. I said defensively, I wanted to coach they were '79 man. Indiana State. They were as good Bird defensively to as they were. Try to beat that's Magic. a good point. Oh, that's a good one. But I'm telling you, I don't. But Luke Longley would have four fouls by by the end of the first quarter. 
trying to stop Moses yeah, Malone. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and in all fairness, I didn't see enough of that 76ers team, but that, how good was Pippen on defense? I mean, that defense, defensively, they were No, no, they were, they were they phenomenal. Were they were, I mean, they, I, there's a reason been, I picked the 96 Bulls. Well, they were great. Well, Andrew Tony had bad feet, or Andrew Tony would be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Andrew Tony could stroke. They, they didn't yeah, have six three pointers yeah, back yeah, then. Six year career. Yeah, I mean, he, he could stroke them. Oh, he could Boston stroke them. Strangler. Yeah, that was a great. He could stroke them. I mean, that 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 that, that was the ultimate two man game. Yeah. If you you had to double team Eminem, yep. Moses Mountain near Mount. Oh, yeah. he, <laughs> he went from he went from high school to dominating the dominating ABA. The ABA. The ABA was yeah. like a fucking prison rec league. Yeah, it was. I mean, the, bet, the- <laughs> and he was dumb. People were afraid of Moses Malone. Like he was seventeen. Yeah, he yeah. was a beast. I mean, he was. <laughs> That's back. Remember the man of inspection? A man child. <laughs> and it was like him, Daryl Dawkins. He never lived up to was it. Was he the first guys guy? Were... Joe, was he the first guy to come out yes. that early? Yeah, yes. Moses was. Malone. Daryl yeah, Dawkins yeah. was second. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is, is Mo- Moses Malone and LeBron James are the only two guys in the history of the NBA to win consecutive MVP awards with different teams, and, they're the, and, they, and they both never played college ball. It's pretty freaking impressive. Yeah. Wow. I mean, if you take out the big three, you know, the, the, the you know, the, the, the Mount, you know, Wilt, Kareem, and, uh, and uh, Bill Russell. And uh, the next, I mean, it's Moses Malone. Moses, I mean, Mo, 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 Mo was the beast. Moses was just like six, a 6'10 truck. Yeah. Yeah. It's at <laughs> 17. Who just did <laughs> who just, crazy. Who just didn't, he just <clears throat> didn't miss. What did they lose that year? They lost one playoff game. I mean, that's game. a high school yeah. kid. That's a baby. O- opening yeah. round. Coming into that. Firstly, they lost one playoff game. They actually asked Moses to predict. That's his famous thing. He goes, what do you think about the playoffs? And he just goes, fo, fo, fo. Just mean we're going to sweep everybody? Yeah. And they basically, Almost but they lost it. one to the Lakers? It was three, fo, fo, fo. Because back then it was the first round game was a five. But I his think. quote oh, was right. fo. Three, fo, fo, uh, fo. Okay. But the funny thing was, is I was a huge Sixer fan. Huge Sixer fan back in the day. I was a huge Doctor fan. Huge Sixer fan, and when he got traded, because you could they, they they could never win because Caldwell Jones and Dawkins and whatever and Steve Mix whatever agglomeration Steve of Mix. shit that they put together to stop either like Parrish or Jabbar would never work. Yeah. So when they got him and he was sitting on the cover of Rock, he was like sitting on the steps like Rocky. It was like you knew it was over. There was never a lock in the history of sports like Moses. Going to the Sixers, mm-hmm. like you knew it was <laughs> over. It was. It was. Yeah. A lock. How come they only won one though? Because Doctor J was old. Moses wasn't. Old. I mean, he he wasn't old, but he was. He was. Dude, Moses bat played back in the day where that dude played forty six minutes a night, dragging yeah. dudes up and down. That's why I say like because because of Black <laughs> Monday is why they definitely won one. Black Monday, he trade black. I, the, I, the only time I ever cried in sports, other than like Lemieux getting cancer, I ever cried in sports. Black Monday, dude, they traded. Brad Doherty, they, they trade, dude, they trade Moses Malone and the rights to Brad Doherty for Roy Hinson and Ruland. Dude, they traded. They are. Dude, <laughs> Brad Doherty's doing NASCAR dude, shit. Dude, now. But, dude, but they traded like they, the front line would have been Barkley, Brad, and Brad Doherty, and Moses. Moses said, "I will never lose to the 76ers again." Dude, the Bullets won like eight games that year. Like five of them were against the Sixers. <laughs> yeah, that, that, like that was thirty and twenty-five. He was like thirty and twenty-five against. Dude, them. Brad Doherty has probably the the most epic fucking hairline. It's crazy. Any, it almost touches his eyebrows. I mean, the fucking guy. When it's, he gets his shape up, I mean, they got to like put a separator like at the grocery store between his it, eyebrows and his. It's just something sad about seeing Brad Doherty talk NASCAR. 
You know, he's just sitting there talking nasty. Well, it was even sadder we seen him sit on the bench at All Star Games. I was going to say, as soon as as soon as Shaq got drafted, it was like, well, they're good. That's well, probably well, when well, he Brad made his decision for NASCAR. Yeah, yeah. He's probably like, fuck this. Yeah. It's like, well, <laughs> well, Brad Doherty can now make plans for All Star Weekend. Yeah. <laughs> how did he get? How did he fucking go from? He's like he's like one of the yeah, main announcers for NASCAR. Black right now. Mountain, North Carolina, and he grew oh, up in that okay. shit, and uh, he loves it. He's always loved it. Well, so. that's all right. Then he ended up doing something. Like, guys, I got to read a couple uh, the last fucking my last three brutal reads of this week. This this is this is not a Vern Lundquist. I'm not not on my my game here this week. I'm going to try to focus. All right, this is just like golfing. Um, all right, e voice, everybody. Um, what your business? What your business? Want your business, dude? I fucked up the first word. Evoice, everybody. Want your business to make more money? Evoice can help. Here's how. When your customers call, you'll have your own toll-free number, professional greeting, dial-by-name directory, and more. You'll sound like a Fortune 500 company and really stand out from your competitors. Evoice lets you give one number that rings wherever you are. You could be at your kid's soccer game. You'll never miss a chance to grow your business. Evoice takes all your voicemail calls, transcribes them, and sends them to you instantly as a text or an email. Uh, email. So you can check your voicemails before the meeting ends and not look rude. Rude. Evoice is only 13 bucks a month. And right now, my listeners get to try Evoice free for 60 days. That's right, a 60-day free trial. Don't put this off. Turn down the radio, get a computer, and set up your Evoice 60-day free trial now so you can see what I mean. Go to evoice.com, promo code Bill. That's evoice.com, promo code Bill. All right, the next one. Legal Zoom, everybody. If the excitement of starting your business... Uh, getting your first customer and finally quitting your job hasn't moved you to action yet, here's another great reason to get start. it's na- started. It's National Start Your Business Month at LegalZoom.com, and they want to help you start your own business or corporation or LLC C or file a DBA so you can get up and running quickly and easily. Find out why more than one million entrepreneurs use LegalZoom to start down the path of successful business ownership. This month only, take advantage of their National Start Your Business Month special and get a free three-month trial of all new QuickBooks, making it so much easier to run your new business. Uh, that's $119 value for absolutely free when you enter Burr in the referral box checkout. Uh, that's LegalZoom.com, promo code Burr, LegalZoom.com, promo code Burr. All right. There we go. I'll save the other one till the end. Um, so anyways, Joe Bartnick, you excited for the All Things uh, Comedy uh, Tour here? The All In Tour. It's going to be epic. It's going to be epic? It's going to be epic. Look at this. His, his game plan is uh, he's going to try to avoid you as far as, like, his drinking. He's going to try to, like, he's yeah. going to try to oh, eat. Oh, you're not drinking either? No, no they, I'm drinking. No, oh, no, no. They, you're, you're, you're drinking, right? No, no. We were talking about. <laughs> we were talking, yeah, yeah, you're I love the point. Dude, Lawhead point hasn't drinking, drank in 30, 90 I thought, days. I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought that's because he's days. broke. Isn't he that why we're going on tour so now Lawhead can afford to drink? Yeah, exactly. It's just because the Lawhead can afford to buy a drink tour. Exactly. That's exactly why we're going He just pointed at you. Like he was an NFL coach and you were a defensive player who missed an assignment. I Um, I, I'm drinking, but he said like we were talking about smoking cigars and drinking. And Bill said, "What's your game plan to not you know to not gain so much weight and go nuts?" And I go, "Listen, I go, I gotta really just watch Bartnick because Bartnick is you know you you got that thing, dude. You're unstoppable." <laughs> You're fucking unstoppable. No, the thing dude. is, you're like an idiot. Every year at the Rose Bowl, I try to go blow for blow. No, with you this can't. Guy. I don't know you why can't. I do. I was, telling him, I was telling him at the, at the wedding, you were like, you guys want another heater? And like after the fifth time, I was like, Joe, man, I, you know, we just met. I was like, dude, I love it. I, I, need, I can't right now. <laughs> like, I, I, need, I need a break. <laughs> and the end of the night, you had those crowns, the shots, and you're smoking a cigar, and you're just intact. 
You were just fucking intact. It was just, it's, the was we, just like, it's the way we grow them in Pittsburgh. Uh, I was I was back home this weekend. <laughs> And so I told people, I said, I know people in Hollywood, like, I think I got to go to rehab. I'm like, first of all, you drink wine. Yeah. And I said, second of all, my aunts drink more than you before dinner. I mean, people, you know, it's, like, it's just food. It's drink. I mean, come, I mean, but no, there's, hey, there's never peer pressure because there's more booze for me. No, don't get me there's wrong. There's more booze for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm I don't want to run out. Some of these towns, they stop early. So we got to keep that in mind. No, no, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to definitely have some yeah, drinks you guys, with you, but I got to have a rider. What is the rider on this tour? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't I haven't even seen it. I don't even have a contract. We don't even have a ride. We're looking for openers. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I, I think it's going to be a, an uh, amazing tour for you guys. These guys are like, they're guys, guys. They're fucking hilarious. They know sports. And, you know, it's not going to be, uh, trust me, you, you, it's definitely worth the money. As I mentioned earlier, we're going to have all the dates up here. Uh, they're playing San Diego, uh, Bellevue, Washington, Portland, Oregon, uh, San Francisco, twice in Sacramento so far. And then they got an East Coast thing lined up. I'm really psyched for you guys, man. Got some Midwest shows. I got people in. Uh, and did, I want to thank everyone that came to the shows this week in Pittsburgh. They were awesome. We're, 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 we're coming back as the tour. Nice. nice. They, they're, yeah. they're stoked for us. And the DVE guys are stoked for us to come. And nice. Yeah, be, have you guys met? Uh, you guys met? Uh, I haven't Randy met them. I told them all, yeah, I told yeah, them all about you. Oh, they're going to. That's awesome. Yeah, they're going to. Go, they're going to make, make fun of me is what I, they're going to do. No, we no, we feel your pain. <laughs> no, you don't. We feel your pain. <laughs> what do you feel? You don't feel like pain. You have six Super Bowl championships. Oh, this is the Cleveland-Pittsburgh rivalry. There is no rivalry. There is no rivalry. We, there is no rivalry. We don't. Even, we can't. You can't. No, I'm be, serious. No, there isn't. There, there. Right. There's not a rivalry. It's your your Browns rivalry is now the Ravens. That we don't even have a rivalry with you because we haven't put up a fight in 15 years. I mean, it, it's not. It's true. It, it doesn't exist. You think that there's people that on the outside looking in that remember that old Brown Steelers? That doesn't exist. You go to Cleveland for Brown Steelers games. It's a sea of black. There's no Browns fans there. They sell their tickets to Pittsburgh fans. There is no rivalry. You can't be rival. I remember when the saddest one of the, the saddest moment one of the saddest moments in Lawhead's adult life. We were watching a Steeler game at a bar in San Francisco. He was up there hanging out. We're, I'm doing shows. You did some sets. Oh, that's and, uh, right. Walk, walk, walk in the booth. We look over the booth next to us. A guy grew up right next door to him. Yeah, like four houses down. Four houses down. And, he, and he's cheering for the Steelers. And he goes, and he's like, what are you doing? He goes, I just gave up. Wait, I wait, wanted wait. to back a winner. We see this kid in a booth next to me. I, he, he grew up four houses down from me. I'm like, holy Christ. He's wearing a, he's on, it's a Sunday football. All the different people are in there watching different teams, right? And I, I, I he's like, well, and I, he's wearing like a Cordell Stewart shirt. I'm like, I went, oh my God. Really? And he just said, he goes, ah, you know what? I just gave up a long time ago. I said, are you wearing a steel? Are you rooting for the Steelers? I know that this is the thing. I understand just saying, fuck it. I, I'm not watching it anymore. And then, then go, 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 go to a different conference. Exactly. Yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even root for anybody in the AFC. Exactly. I, I would. I would. I mean, if I could, know. if I would root for any, I, I've, I've contemplated it. And my everybody has are, their, their my, my contemplations are: I would go, and I know you hate him, but they're central to me, and I like the new young quarterback. I, if I had to quit, which I've thought of, I'm thinking of quitting and going to Indy. I don't mind Indy. Right. Well, I, I mean, I don't mind any. I, I, I like Luck. They're close by. They're a small little town. They've done everything right. I, I'm thinking I, I might. I, I, I've, I've talked. Well, whatever. I've talked. No, I, I, yeah, that's a plus in yeah. my book. 
<laughs> right, exactly. I'm no, no, saying no, I'm saying, no, right. I'm saying their owner does drugs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he sits on the rules committee. Yeah, yeah, he changes exactly. rules of right. passing to help. Right. I don't see how anybody could do it. I think well, it's I'm just crazy. Saying. That's like a Knicks fan becoming a fucking Brooklyn Nets fan. It's despicable, man. It can't it, it can't do it. I'm just saying, if I thought about it. If I, I agree did, with I Bill. Just stop watching it. Just stop watching it and give up. But you can't just automatically take your jerseys and go buy it, go to the store and buy another fucking jersey. Then what happens when your team actually fucking wins it? Yeah, then you're an idiot. Then you deserve it. Yeah. You deserve your team to win it a couple years later. Well, that's not going to actually happen. No. <laughs> it has to happen. Eventually, listen, it has hey, to listen. happen. We're going we're gonna, to – I guarantee we win it this year. It opens on, dude, that's opens a guy on that, April 11th. Dude, that's a guy that rats out his <laughs> it's friends. A, it's a movie called Draft Day. It opens on – I'm sure something good's going to come out of that's that. That's a guy that rats out his friends if you do oh. that. If you do that, if you switch uniforms because they're not winning, you're a rat. You'll rat it's out. Definitely, you're, it's a character you're, you're flaw. Wolf of Wall Street. You, no, no, you're, you'll rat your friends out. You can't trust that guy. You're going to trust that guy? No. You can't trust that fucking no, guy. No, exactly. Guy's been going to, going to a stadium with his mother and father as a kid, and then he just fucking throws in the towel and throws on the enemy shirt. That right. kid will sell you down a fucking... Yeah, the enemy shirt is... That's, yeah, no, that's, that's evil. That's dead. That's, 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 that, that's a character. That's that is a character. That's a character flaw. Yeah. Something's wrong. No, you're right. And I think he... he and that person specifically, I'm not going to name names. You know, yeah. I, I need to do totally. a puck off today. I need to do a puck off. There's a lot, a lot of brewing stuff going on. Speaking, of, my man crush. What was? Did well, you see hot. what he did? Jeez. What did he do? What, what, dude, hitting the guy from and the and the balls from behind with a stick. I didn't see Luke, it. Was that the Flyers he, yesterday. No Canadian Capitals? game. Oh, the Canadian game, dude. I I was so guy, jet lagged. Not so wiped off my tour. I, I actually forgot. Monday nights usually dark. Not only did they have a game, they played the Canadians. I missed every second of that. I saw the Capitals game. I saw the Flyers game this week. And uh, who else did they play? I think they. But had- Luch, dude, what Luch? He speared him from the back under his <laughs> butt, like hit him in the taint. The guy went down like a house of cards. It was. Hey, you know, it was not. A, it was not something. Oh, Luch ain't gonna put that on highlight reel. I gotta see that. Back with a taint. I I, I gotta see that. Yeah, he he sticked him underneath. Like ah. it was really. I'm like Luch. What are you? Doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, just so the people know, we're not going to just talk sports on the on the tour. No, 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 no. No, I don't even. All my oh, sports man. jokes are. I I cut them out. The nice thing is, for like, the nice thing is, is this tour. Taggers, oh, you know, I'm fucking around. I'm just, oh. yeah, it's going to be the great thing about this tour is like we're all alike, but our comedy is different, which is great. I, I'm clean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're going to we're gonna have to wrap this thing up here soon. I want to talk a little little hockey. Anybody who's not a sports fan is going to be like, what the fuck with this podcast? I don't care. Let me just read the last Do one. Do people here. listen to your podcast Bruins doing sports? Hot. Yeah, but people still fucking bitch moan. They, uh, they always bitch. You know what it really is? It's just six people bitch, and then I think it's like six million. So, I mean, I only have But that is the math listeners. on the internet. I had a producer of a show one time. He's like, well, like six people. That's really in the internet term. That's like 4,000. Yeah, it's like really. And what, what is that based on? It, he, he was a moron. So I don't work with Yeah, him. but based exactly. on how many? If 10 people are listening to six people, bitch, it's not 4,000. You know, I'm not good at math. <laughs> <laughs> There's something in the internet, though, is like one person uh, equals... Uh, hey, let me read this last... Let me butcher this last one, and then we'll, we'll wrap this thing up here. Uh, Hulu Plus, everybody. You've probably tried Hulu.com. Hulu Plus is so much more. With Hulu Plus, you can watch your favorite shows anytime, anywhere. Hulu Plus lets you watch thousands of hit TV shows and movies in the living room or on the go with your smartphone or tablet. With Hulu Plus, you can watch your favorite TV shows like SNL, Jimmy Kimmel, Live, uh, Shark Tank, and Scandal. Watch every uh, episode of shows like Lost, Law & Order, SVU, Doctor Who, and Community. How old am I? I don't even know half those shows. You can also check out exclusive content, including Hulu originals like The Wrong Mans and Behind the Mask. 
Hulu's new docu-series uh, that takes you inside the world of sports of mascots. Behind the mask. I'm going to watch that. Uh, you also get access to a collection of ad-free movies and kids' content. For only $7.99 a month, catch up on current shows, binge on old favorites, or catch great movies. Uh, stream as many TV and shows and movies as you want, wherever you want. I don't know what else, whatever else I've got to tell you here. This stuff is great. Uh, make sure you use HuluPlus.com slash Bill so you get the extended free trial and that they know we sent you. Once again, it's HuluPlus.com slash Bill right now for your extended two-free-week trial. All right. There we go. Um, anyways, uh, that's been the podcast for this week. I know it's difficult when we have three, four guys in here and all that, so I hope we, uh, we didn't step on each other too much for people listening out here. But uh, I'm really psyched for you guys. And, Thanks, uh, and Bill. I, and First thank of all, you, I mean, everyone's just, like, amazed. You know, I mean, not amazed, but, I mean, it's really a nice thing that you did. Hey, you to, know, to, to yeah, put your name appreciate to, it. To, to, to give us a kick. You guys out. didn't read the fine print of the uh, the tour. I'm going to own the rights to all your acts and uh, your podcasts. <laughs> you can have it. <laughs> I've been trying to sell my act for yeah, exactly. Well, listen, years. Yeah. tonight uh, tonight we're going to be down Largo. We're, we're going to give a great show, and then afterwards, uh, it's gonna I, be I, I, I brought kids. some Cubans back from uh, Canada. So over my oh. house, over my house, you know, we'll get we'll get law here at Shirley Temple. And the rest of us can drink a little. So, I you know, know, I mean, you know, Johnny. it's just like you know, you thought you'd, you'd hang around with some adults once in a while in your life. <laughs> you know, it's funny. As soon as you said that, we just gave Jay, you know, dirty looks. You know, ninety days—that's a, a good hard time. Good, good Eighty-nine. Time. Eighty-nine days. You might loosen your back up a little bit, no? I don't know, man. I heard it's good for it. The yeah, best, man with backstreet. Best thing if you're not going to have like the real, real drugs. Best thing is like three regular aspirin and a couple, couple big pops. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Best thing for my no, back. I'll tell you what, the, the day I, I went in for it, I was so jacked up. They shot me with morphine. They put needles in my back. And I'm going to tell you something. The guy was like, well, listen, he's, you know, I'm like, Doc, I, I can't take it. And he was like, yeah, it'll be a while to fill the prescriptions. He's like, how do you feel about needles? I'm like, I don't like them. But I even had a drink in like 80 days, so stick me wherever the fuck. He's like, it's morphine. I'm like, please. Have you ever had morphine shot into you? Yes. Uh, yes. That's the greatest party I in the world. I just did uh, The two greatest party I've ever had. It's instant. Like, oh, I had the beautiful. morphine drip. And when you have surgery, you just oh. hit the button and you get it. And it's just, it goes away. Like, it's, 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 it's I broke insane. mine. I, I jammed mine. I, no, you didn't. Yeah, I did. That's hilarious. <laughs> It's the truth. You rang in. Oh. You rang in on Jeopardy with that thing. Yeah. You're like Alex Trebek was like, hey, Joe Bartnick. No, 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 I just I need more morphine. I did. You jam the fucking machine. I did. I jammed. I hit it so many times. <laughs> That's hilarious. It only lets you like because it's only supposed to do it every twelve well, yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah. Like, you get like twelve minutes, yeah, and you yeah, could kill you. Like your lighters out of fluid. Like he just he couldn't get a flame anymore. Now wait a minute. With that stuff, do you get high or do you just get numb? Oh, you get high as hell. You get high. Yeah, you high, get high, not numb. It's not Novocaine. That kind of Jesus high where you're just like ah. Hi, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you're too. It's, it's, I never had had it before. All my life, 40 years of living plus, and I've never had morphine, and that was awesome. I mean, I was like three hours just like, oh, man. But I was in the it's car like, wreck just, uh, three, uh, a, a month ago, so they, the, my doctor was worried about me going to New York and walking around, so he shot me up. And I was in the hospital with like four guys. We were all lined up. He's Old guys, like war veterans, were like came back there crying, like oh, no, and their families were making fun of them. I went in there. My back's been so jacked. I've had so much shit done to me. He's like, "You don't feel that? You don't feel that?" I'm like, "No, no, no, I don't feel." Because wow, that's amazing. I came back, and they were like, "You didn't feel nothing." I'm like, no. The guys were like, "That's amazing." They're a machine. 
Yeah, no, indestructible. Joe. You are, Joe. You are. You are. You're one of a kind. Well. The uh, the show is tonight at eight thirty. Um, I think they're actually we got about ten tickets left that we're probably going to release around four o'clock if nobody else hits us up for tickets. So uh, maybe you can grab some last second ones. But uh, I'm psyched to be working. I don't think I've ever worked with all of you guys at the same time. No. I know New Year's we came close. Yeah, Bartnick, Lawhead, and, uh, and Themelis, and then us three have done. Yeah. And us three, us have three, done us stuff. three, but yeah, not us never three. all of us. Nice. So here we go. So that's here we the, go. Here we go. Oh, the four horsemen. You can't make it got tonight it. if you're listening, San Diego. Yeah, so Come please, out tomorrow uh, night, San Diego. You guys got to give me a website where I can send these people as uh, far as MadhouseComedyClub.com uh, is for San Diego. I know that um, ParlorLive.com yep. is uh, theirs. Helium PD. X, I think, dot com. For uh, Portland, Portland, yep. And then uh, punchlinesf.com and then punchlinesac for sacramento.com. Yep. Okay. And that's all for the first, uh, the first, uh, the West Coast leg of this tour. All right, guys. Thanks for coming down on yeah, the man, podcast. Awesome. And, uh, Thank you, man. Congrats on the studio. You got a nice little studio. Yeah, here, all things uh, comedy. Yeah, all things comedy. Yeah, all right. That's the podcast. Go fuck yourselves. And I'll talk <laughs> to you next week. Show.